Welcome back. Good morning. Hello. This is Trisha. And I am Evangelist Lorianne, and we are Kicking, Kicking It With Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> so this is the last episode. Yes. Of the last season for the year of 2023. Wow. And I Incredible. just want to say really quick, so when you're hearing this, you're hearing it on Tuesday, December 12th. It's the last episode. We're going to take a couple weeks off. And we will be back on January 2nd. Yes. Okay. And I have a, I, I'm not going to spoil it and say it now, but I think that I have a pretty good idea of our one-year anniversary, 365 days. I mean, technically we weren't doing it for 365 days, but I heard God say something about something, and then I was like, that... 365 and that, there's so many things in the Bible. Oh, I think that's what we're going to talk about on the anniversary of our, uh... Oh, because I'm in, you're going to leave me in suspense, too, Well, huh? I can't tell you now, because we're on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry! I'll tell you sorry. when we... <laughs> I'll tell you when we show off. All right, well, that sounds good. But, yeah, we're going to come back, and it'll be a little bit different coming up. We'll do a couple more weeks than we do now, and then we'll take a whole month off, and then we'll just go until 2024, until we go to 2025. That sounds good to me. Okay. So, the other morning, I, I read the Bible every morning, and the other morning, I'm reading the Bible, and I'm reading on Jesus's death is crucifixion and I am and I've read it a thousand times Trisha but this thing rose up in me and I was like whoa so Jesus dies and before he dies he stands there and he he doesn't stand there. He's being crucified and he's, there's a few things that he's doing to fulfill prophecy. Mm. And he looks at his mother and he calls her by the name of the first woman ever to be created. Because Eve's name was not, was not Eve until, okay? Right. When God named her and, and Adam named her, they named her woman. That was her name. Woman. Fast forward. Jesus is hanging there fulfilling prophecy. And he looks at his mother. He could have called her mother. He could have called her Mary. But I mean, not for nothing, that's your mother. Right. So I would, I would assume that you would say, mother, your son. Son, your mother. Right. But he doesn't. John and Mary, his mother, are standing side by side at, at the foot of the cross. And he looks at her and he says, woman, 
your son. Behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, he fulfilled prophecy. He was there in, in the beginning. Right. And that was proof. Not that that was what I wanted to talk about, but that blew my mind because that ties into our role as his daughters. So now Jesus dies. A Jewish holiday is coming. They got to take all these bodies down. Bust the legs of the two thieves. Go to Jesus. Jesus is already gone. So they they take a spear and they in his side and blood and water flow. Trisha, they take them down off of the cross. Trisha. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. Here's Nicodemus, Trisha. In John chapter 3, in the black of night. Who knew who he was. And was too afraid. He was afraid. He was afraid. Because he was the, the big wig of right. the Jews. I don't even think he was afraid of Jesus. He was afraid of the other people. That's what it was. He was <laughs> afraid of the other Jews. Yeah. Because, you know, he doesn't want to lose this position in the right. Sanhedrin. Like, he was... Top dog. He really was, man. And I mean, he had a following. Right. He had a name. He had money. And so in John chapter 3, he, in the, in the undercover of night, goes to see Jesus because there's a longing deep within him. Mm. He needs to know truth. Right. Chisha. He has this encounter with Jesus. I love the way the chosen made it. I know. But I don't know if it happened just like that. Right. But. Trisha, fast forward. Jesus gets crucified. Joseph of Arimathea takes him down. And Nicodemus cleans him up. Mm -hmm. And Joseph and Nicodemus put him in a tomb. That is ne was never used. So here's Nicodemus now. He don't even care. Because all these same Jews are screaming out, crucify him, and they kill him. Mm. And now Nicodemus don't even care. And I thought to myself, I wish I would have known. I won't know until I get to heaven. Right. What Nicodemus what transpired in his life from John 3 right. till the end. Because, Trisha, I think that Jesus Christ that night on the roof telling him that you have to be born again 
I think something transpired in Nicodemus we don't know about. And he took off and he pondered that for years. Mm. And I think he got born again and I think God the Father was moving on, his, on that man's heart. So you think that he will be in heaven one day? Nicodemus. I think he is. I think he's. I think he's in heaven. Absolutely, I do. Because I do. Like when I read about Nicodemus, I do feel like he was such a. He was so torn out of all of them. Out of all of you know, was he a Pharisee or he was a? Um, he was a scribe. He was a bigwig. He, yeah. So he. It's like he knew. He wanted to follow Jesus, and I think that like can resemble a lot of people now though you know what I mean even big wigs are not big wigs what do I have to give up in order to follow Jesus and then I don't think people understand that you're not really giving up anything I think though all right because so if let's he, talk if he about did that follow Jesus if he did before Jesus died before Jesus died if he decided yeah I'm gonna go follow you what would have happened he would have lost everything and or been killed. Then. Right. All right, so there's a rapper. I, I remember seeing him on on YouTube. He's got tattoos all over his face, face and his teeth are made of gold. Mm. I don't know who he is, but he's weeping in this video. He's a white guy? He's Coco. But he, he's, he's crying and he's... He, He's loving Jesus. But Daddy Yankee, hello. You know, he gives up he and he said it. <clears throat> He's giving it up for Jesus. Right. To go preach. Like hello. So But that's why God says you can't love money. And me, you can't serve two gods. Because in a sense, like Nicodemus, he would have had to give up. I mean, not intentionally, but they would have been... Imagine, just imagine he decided to go follow Jesus before they crucified him. I think that would have come with a lot of... You know, like, like I said, I, I like the way the chosen made it out to be right because i think it wasn't it it wasn't so much letting go of the religious part of as much as it was his family mm. you know what i mean right well because even i mean you don't obviously know because the chosen is right a little dramatized but like just thinking about how much he must have had in his wife you know how, like, in The Chosen, she right. was like, our life is good. This is, like, we, we're good. You know how she was saying right. that? I can see that happening. You know what I mean? Especially if she wasn't there that night as Jesus in, in John 3. Right. If she wasn't there and it was just Nicodemus talking to Jesus. Because, you know... You ever meet a preacher where when they speak, you're engaged, mm -hmm. like, you yeah. know, you, 
like you're so fixed on their words. Yeah. I think Jesus had the same the same spirit. Absolutely, absolutely. So she had to have been compelled to, you know? Yeah. You know, I just think that man, I was so blown away by that, Trisha. I wish I would have I would know how did how did how did you when did you fall in love with Jesus? When did that transpire that you decided, okay, I don't care who's seeing what? Right, because I, like what would they have been saying? Cause I mean like how did they he did he just carry Jesus dead on his arms? You know what I mean? Right. In front of everybody? Because everyone would have been watching this. For sure, for sure. For Jesus? Like, no one would have just been like, oh, he's dead. Okay, let's walk away. Because he didn't keep it quiet that he was... I mean, he didn't keep it quiet. Like, what was going to happen? Right. But I don't know, (laughs) honestly, if... I don't know if everybody that started out at the base of the cross, looking at all three, stayed there after noontime Mm -hmm. because the Bible says that at noontime, the sky grew dark. Just imagine. There was a storm coming. So Jesus was here, right? And then, like, he was there, still alive, still breathing, and then he dies. And that spirit, his spirit is gone. And that coldness on earth. You know what I mean? How those people could have stood there. Like they, all of them who were there, the ones that were saying crucify him, had to have feeling that shift in the atmosphere of Jesus being there and then not being there. I don't know, Trisha, because, listen... Think about you don't what think the word when says. The, when the veil was torn. Exactly. So Jesus that dies. People are like, Uh-oh. This thick veil tears. But, Chisha, the graves bust open and the saints of old. Right. You've been dead for 50 years. Coming out. And all of a sudden, you're popping out like weeds out of the ground. And you start walking around. There was tremendous accounts of dead people that had risen. How is that possible? Or for one dead person. Right. One dead person dies and the saints pop up. Back to life. That's freaky. I'm sorry. That There's is... power right there. Can we... Veil tears. Dead people rise. Like, and they stop preaching. <laughs> like, what? You think they were in heaven and then all of a sudden they're not in heaven anymore? It's like, yo, don't send me back here. But I was watching I was watching this guy on TikTok. He was explaining you know how like Abraham Isaac, he was explaining like where they were when they were gone. 
because Jesus hadn't come yet to, for their sins. How they're not in, like, hell, but they're not in heaven. How they weren't in heaven. Remember how you said he There's went... A, there was a holding. I'm going to call it a holding cell. But it's not a holding cell, but yeah. And Jesus died, and he went there? Mm-hmm. I never, first of all, never knew that. And I'm, like, baffled by that. Like, I think about that all the time now. And I think about, like, okay, Jesus died, and what? He, like, kicked down. That's what I look at my like. He's like kicking down the door of hell. Like here I am, taking the keys. He had to lead the captives free. But think about that though. Like, if somebody dies now, right? A human dies now. Not that Jesus wasn't human because he was human and he was God. But if one of us die now, we're not saved. We go to hell. And the anxiety we feel when we're down there. Did Jesus feel that? Or Jesus knew? You know what I mean? He like kicked down the doors and was like, it's done and over with. Like, what did the demons think when he just walked on in to their territory down there? They trembled. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then the people that he set free from the holding cell, the, the pretty one, the nice one, the, you know... They are probably in luxury down there in that little cell. Well, I don't know about luxury. But <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> they might not I be in heaven. I don't know about luxury. <laughs> uh, but do you ever think about that? Like, I what, do. he's down there and he was down there for three days? I and then God told him to wake up? Then no, he came right I, back into his body. I think he just, he... I think he led them out. I think that there was... I don't think that there was a fight or... No, I don't I don't think any of that. I don't think there was a fight. Um, I think Satan... I think he... He was nervous for those three days. <laughs> He's like, uh, your homeboy's down... I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I try not to think about that. And, you know, I think a lot of times, like I said, hell became real to me before heaven did. That realm really, really became real before before heaven or Jesus or love or... This is all just clicking into my brain right now, okay? Jesus took on our sins. Right? Mm. So when he died, he couldn't go to heaven. He had to go to hell. Like, I know he went to hell. Well, I didn't know he went to hell. But now that I was thinking about it, like, now I'm thinking about it... (laughs) Please don't confuse these poor people. (laughs) No, 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 wait. Just follow us, everyone, please. Just just listen. When we talked about this a while ago, you're you're like, yeah, he went to hell, research it, look it up. Like, he went to hell and he, like, had the, the, got them people out, right? Got his people out. But now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, like, he had to take upon our sins and our... We had. That's we have to what be was washed. happening when he so, was so if on we don't, the cross, right? If we don't, if we don't have Jesus and we die with our sins and we don't, we're not washed in our blood. We can't go to heaven, right? Right. We have to go to hell. 
Jesus went to hell. He took all of our sins there. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Because that's what is that's what I'm seeing. Like he went there to like bring our stuff there. Like he had to go there. He stood there for three days. I don't think he was there for three days in like the way we would be there for three days. You know what I mean? And then he was like, peace. I'm up out of here. Well, I don't know about that. Like, no. I think he he led them out. And now they're with... I mean, he fulfilled prophecy. Right. It was done. And that's what he said. It wasn't just for us to make heaven our home. He he fulfilled all of it. Right. You know what I mean? He yeah. led people out. And now they are where they belong. And Jesus did that. So it wasn't just... It wasn't all the people that prior to Jesus right who were with right with God but Jesus hadn't hadn't come to wipe their sins away hadn't to to you know to to complete it all right so they had to wait we're talking years Adam right to Malachi right no not even Malachi Fast forward even a little bit more because John the Baptist, what does Jesus right, John, say about right. John the Baptist? John, John the Baptist says, even the least of these, meaning someone that, like me, is greater than right. John the Baptist because John the Baptist didn't have Jesus. That's crazy. That is crazy. Because he was the forerunner to, right. to the Savior. And so... So imagine all these people, like, hello, God. We think about, you know, when are you going to... These people were waiting. But they weren't tortured. No. I think it was... I mean, there's so many, there's so many names. There's Sheol, mm-hmm. there's Gehenna, Hell, Hades, right. you know, like, so, and I, I just don't, but I want to say it was, it was Gehenna, the place of the dead. Um, That's crazy. I would have liked to see that. Oh, fly on the wall. Heck no. No, no. No, no, I do. No. I want to see the way Jesus walked in. <laughs> I, and they're like, I, I can just mind. see him like kicking down a door and what? like yanking up. These are mine. <laughs> Thank you. Unlocking it. Like, all right, everybody, single file. You know what I mean? Like, I just need to know that picture of like how that happened. Because then I think about... I don't know his name. The one that stabbed himself in the stomach and then slit his throat. The kid that was on that. Stephen King. What did he say when he went to hell? He, when he, he stood up, he had a chain through his stomach. That's sick though. Right? And he couldn't move. And yes, Jesus said, there's a lot of people in hell. That is, 
terrible. And he just watches that he could he could see the demons walking by. So here's Jesus just kicking down a door and not afraid of these things. Do you think he was afraid? I don't think he was afraid of it. Like he knew I he knew what he was gonna go to. I think it's because we say stuff like that that sounds ridiculous because all right, look at even Jesus says, I've given you authority to trample upon scorpions and serpents. Mm. Scorpions and serpents are demons. Okay. How come we don't do that? Oh, that's right. Because we've watched every stupid horror movie. And for some reason, inside of our brains, we truly believe that Satan is equal to God. Right. When we seem to forget... That God has created Satan. Right. He was created. And he was cast out because of his pride. And I think that that is. The most wicked of all sins. Pride. How many people have it? Everybody. If you're going to be honest. To, absolutely. Because I know I can be prideful. Who can't? So. It's whether or not you see it and you do something about it. You know what I mean? Listen, it ain't easy. Not to switch subjects and stuff, but pride is. It's it's like. Jesus asked you to do something. So he asked me to do something yesterday and I didn't want to. And I never really felt the fight between spirit and flesh before. Until yesterday. You Let probably you, have, but just never recognized it the way you did yesterday. I woke up with a pounding headache. Mm -hmm. You have no idea. Like, <laughs> you know that day you had told me that you fought demons mm -hmm. at somebody and you woke up and you just felt sick. Because your spirit just wrestled. That's how I felt. Like, I can't explain it. Like, I didn't feel like I was, like, physically sick. Like, my kid's been sick. Something happened yesterday because I did something that God asked me to do. And let me tell you, every time you do something that you don't want to do but God says to do it and you do it anyway, you always feel good about it. You always feel better. It's weird. And... I've never felt, but if I continued in my pride, because let's be honest, I wouldn't feel the way I feel right now. I probably wouldn't have a headache. But it's, I, I think the point of this is, is that we don't fight against flesh and blood. And that just keeps coming over my mind today is that we do not fight against flesh and blood. We fight against the spirit. That's the, it. You know what I mean? That's it. And it's like so overwhelming that if we can just take a step aside, like from our, from us, most of the time when Jesus asks you to do something that your flesh is fighting, it's because love is going to permeate. 
And Satan hates that. Hates that. Everything that Jesus is, is love. Right. There is nothing about him that is not. Everything that he's done, everything that he is, that is him. And, you know, I know that when he, like I said, when he came into my room, it wasn't, it wasn't so much love that he came into the room as much as it was holiness. Mm. Holiness came in the room. And I felt the holiness. Jesus couldn't come at me with love because I wouldn't have received it. I wouldn't have received it. He had to come at me with fear first. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he did that. He, he came at me and he showed me hell. And I was, I was afraid. I was afraid. Like, yo, man, no. I'm not being eaten for eternity. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not burning for eternity. I'm not being tortured for eternity. I'm sorry, that's, that's not happening. And the one thing that I believe with all of my heart, the one thing that stops people from coming to Jesus is their pride. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. To submit, no. That's not a word that is easily swallowed. Well, of course, but if look at the world that we live in. Hmm. Like, <clears throat> what do they tell women? You that be they're not boss. supposed to preach. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the religious tell people that women they can't preach. But I'm saying in the world, not in Christianity. In the world. Look at where the world is be a boss don't be don't be under authority of any man all of these things mm. they're trying to bring up women right that's not an authority they're trying to demasculine masculine masculate men so they're not being the authoritative person that they're meant to be like the roles are being switched and it's all jacked up like, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're a homemaker and you support your husband and you do all the things, you get looked less upon. Well, why do you do that? Why do you allow your husband to do every... Why do you allow your husband to be like that or rule over you? It's not about ruling over me. It's because people can't imagine. Even in a workplace. Come on. Like, oh, I didn't like the way my boss spoke to me. You know what I mean? I do. <laughs> it's like... More than you know. It is, everything about our world as of right now, if you say, and I don't mean this, pick a different word. If you look at the world and you say that it doesn't line up with what the word of God says that is going to happen in the last days, then you're ignorant. Mm. You're ignorant. And you don't know your word. Right. Because New York, I told you this, right? New York just signed a bill. Let me just put it, bring it up so you see. Um, 
I, I nearly fell over when I read this because it was just one of those things where I was like, what? New York signed a bill where the state of New York signed a bill where the state can force you to quarantine or to isolate against your will in a public health crisis, much like we had during COVID. The rule said that the state commissioner of health may issue an isolation or quarantine order or may direct the local health authority to do so among its guidelines. And it goes on. They can take your kids. I know, I, I, it's all over TikTok. This is where I get my news. <laughs> But there was a girl who was like, she lives in New York, and she was saying it. She was fighting against it, and she was saying it. She's like, they can literally take your kids away from you and, and quarantine the them and not tell you where they're taking them. Yep. And so that is, that is real. That's true. Right. And that's New York. So if you think, like... The Bible says, so the Antichrist rises up. You don't follow his lead. You don't do what he asks. He's going to take you. Right. Listen, I remember the first time I met my mother-in-law. I see that movie. And they're <laughs> oh. chopping people's heads off because, you know, you're right. a Christian. You're right. a follower of Jesus. Yeah, you have no pot. Well, you know what? It's biblical. Right. Okay, so... I think it's there's already people chopping people's heads off. Oh, like, yeah. you know oh, what yeah. I mean? And they love that. Right. They love it. So. In all the countries. Yeah, well. And the people in America and the West are saying hoorah to the people chopping their heads off. But when they come here, they're not going to be saying hoorah because they're going to be chopping your head off too. Come on. Because they don't really like you either. Just come so on. you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like, the truth, though. Keep supporting those kind of people, but come on. It's the truth. Um, it's only a matter of time. It's literally only a matter of time for that wave to come. It's going to happen. I said. Christians are going to be persecuted here in America. And it's I, like, where are you going to stand? Absolutely. I remember being in my room in 2020, COVID hit, and I went into prayer, and I was in my room for hours doing worship and just praying, seeking God's face. And Trisha, there was things that he said to me that I wrote down, and one of them was, now I don't know what it is, but I know that what I'm saying is true. In 2030, something catastrophic is going to happen. What, I don't know. And so I said this to you, and I'll say it again. I've said every prayer I know to say when it comes to my children. My children are first. I've said every prayer I know to say for all of my children. Now, I don't even speak in English. When I pray and I pray for my kids, I pray in tongues and I pray in my mind because they're... For all four of my kids, all four of my kids wrestle 
with different things. Obviously, because right. there's different moms. Same dad, different moms, different spirits. And so I just feel like comes to my kids, comes to my siblings, comes to my parents. Like, so I find myself speaking in tongues a whole lot lately because 2030 is TikTok, TikTok, mm. we're almost there. And I don't know. Open your eyes and look. It ain't you walk good. into, I, I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it anyways. I walk in a stop and shop. There's not a time where I buy produce and it's rotten. Yep. Meat, nasty. And that's like one of the highest rated grocery markets. Like, yo. No, and it's so expensive. That's what I'm saying. It's just I like. Just, I just went and bought organic potatoes. Because I buy organic everything. But I bought organic potatoes and I'm cutting them open. And I'm like. Rotten. Rotten. Okay, let me do the next one. Rotten. Like, I'm okay, you. cool. That's great. So out of a bag of potatoes, I had about four. That were not It's awful. It's ridiculous. All the time. All the time. I mean, that's why, like, I don't even, I barely, I mean, I do buy meat at the store, but we've been, we've been building up our house so we can just do it ourselves. You know, we started with chickens and we're on our, this spring we'll be getting more chickens, but I want to do pigs. The things that we eat all the time. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I agree. Something will catastrophically happen. However, we don't really know what that would be anyway. Like, we don't know because I do feel like there's a revival coming. There is way too many people that are just randomly getting saved all of a sudden. For. Isn't it unbelievable? Like, do you, I don't know what that girl's name is. She's a tattoo artist. Yeah, she, she has all the cat, demonic. Cat, she was a witch. Yeah. She got saved. She's like preaching her testimony everywhere. And calling out exactly what the what they were doing. I was just listening to a podcast on her. Amen. Like this girl who was a witch who was in this occult got saved, like met Jesus and was and threw everything she owned away. Burned it. What's happening? Something's happening. Mm. Jesus is touching people. You know what I mean? I do. I do. For a reason. There's got to be a reason. So, I mean, that's what I want to see. I said to I said to my pastor, the, was it yesterday? No, the day before. I randomly went there. And I said, he said to me, are you okay? I said, I'll let you know in a minute. I said, I have a question to ask you. He said, what's up? I said, second service, am I allowed to be me? He said, absolutely. I said, okay. 
And I say that because when I was at the daycare, there was times where we would do worship. And I have the, the video to prove it. Three-year-olds. Their eyes would be closed and they would be worshiping. And all of a sudden, they'd open up their eyes. They'd walk over to other kids, grab them by the hand and just pray. And then walk to another kid and do the same thing. Three. You can't tell me that God wasn't there. Mm. I mean, that's just a that's just a smidgen. I mean, falling out like and gone like I had nothing to do with that. Right. Come on, Jesus. I don't want to sit here and have to come up with something every single week to tell you. I'm sorry, I don't. Jesus, have your way. Right. Because what's wrong with you? I can't touch that. Right. You can't fix and my it. words can't fix it. But I know one that can. And if I just back up and let him, Lord, what is it that you want this week? You want to speak to them? All right, give me a word. Oh, you want to do worship? Okay, I'm good with that too. You want complete silence and you want prayer? Okay. Because, Shusha, first of all, we're fickle. Second of all, we're broken. We're broken. That's the biggest thing is that we're broken. And um, shame. I think there's a whole lot of people that blame God for a whole lot of things. We were never intended to, to live forever. Right. I think that, like, we end up... We gotta wrap it up. <laughs> Just like with that. I think that we, we... Not even that we blame God, but, like, we do things... And then when we come to and we're like, why did I do that? Mm. And you can't forgive yourself. Right? Who I mean, forgiving people. That's what I mean. Then the shame comes in. And then the enemy just has a field day. Because then he just keeps bringing it up and bringing it up and bringing it up. Because if he can keep you in there, you're just, you're just, you're going to die there. Maybe not physically, but spiritually. You're going to die there. And it's. I'm, it's not okay because Jesus literally died for us to take all of that away. And he wants to give us peace. And I keep saying this, like, peace does not come from us. Peace comes from Jesus and Jesus only. So if you have peace and it came from yourself, it's only for a short time because I will put money on that you have, that peace will go away the moment something happens. Come on. It's the peace that you have in chaos, but you're still peaceful. That's not peace that you could have had because you can't have peace and chaos all on your own. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Anyway. He's so beautiful and so wonderful. And he wants to do that for you. Plus so much more. But you have to take the first step and give up the pride. 
Say okay. People would say, I don't have pride. That's not it. Or, I've tried that. Jesus didn't answer me. Because I've heard that. A lot. Jesus didn't answer me. You stuck it out for a month. I read the Bible. I don't understand it. I've tried to pray to God to have him show me. Let me just say, all right, first of all, when one is trying to read the Bible, if you don't have the key, you ain't understanding nothing. It's all jacked up anyway. Exactly. And the key is the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I say that all the time. All the time. I just say because I seen somebody, I was scrolling through TikTok. <laughs> I swear what I do it, more, what I swear I do more than just scroll on TikTok. I'm just saying. But at night when I have nothing to do, my kids are in bed at 7 o'clock, I scroll on TikTok for an hour. And somebody came across who was, said that they were an ex-Christian. That's what her live was, her title was, an ex-Christian. And she was talking about that. So, I, of course, I'm intrigued and in, like, what this person has to say. And every time I go into something, I just stop praying for that person without them knowing. Like, I don't type anything. I don't argue with them. I don't care. I just stop praying for whoever that person is because you obviously know something about God. And what she said was, I, I prayed to God. He didn't answer me. I, for years and years and years, I asked him to show me who he was. He didn't answer me. He's not real. So then she was going on to tell people, like, God's not real. We don't, when we die, we just die. There's nothing there. So the, like, the lie just set in in there, you know? But people, like, are really saying that. So what is the reason why God didn't answer you? Or did he answer you and you weren't listening or you didn't like what he had to say? You didn't like what he had to say. Because that wasn't the answer you expected. Because I can tell you, I understand that. Sometimes he tells me things and I'm like, why? No. Like yesterday? Yeah. Uh. That's not fair. What do you mean I have to forgive? Right? Isn't that your job? (laughs) (laughs) Nope, because he said the same measuring cup that you use. I'm going to ask it out of your hand. And I'm going to give you the same measurement in your own life that you gave to so-and-so. So if you gave a half of a teaspoon, give me that half teaspoon. Because that's what I'm going to give you. And so I've learned to, even in the times where I don't want to, like, Lord, really? Look at what they did to my life Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again in a two-month span. Mm. Hello? What did I say? TikTok, real quick, let me just say this and then let's close. I don't make it a habit to go on a TikTok. I really don't. If I go on TikTok, it's because you send something to me and I got I to gotta see it, right? I'm scrolling through TikTok yesterday, last night, and my heart broke and I stopped what I was doing and I prayed for this young man and his name was Kyle. He was inside of his truck and a, a state trooper went up and he started talking. Kyle was a young man that was in, he was in the army, he was a veteran, 
he was jacked mm. from what he had seen. And he was on the phone with the hotline for suicide. And I thought to myself, how many people, especially this time of year, and I stopped what I was doing. I prayed for him and I prayed for those that contemplate mm -hmm. suicide yeah. because they think that it'll be better. Right. So I really, I want to pray for them, for all those that are lonely, for all those that are in depression, mm -hmm. all those that feel worthless, you know? Yeah. This this holiday season, because the enemy is good at his job. He really is. And so let's pray for let's pray for them, please. Holy Spirit, we just come to you and we just ask Holy Spirit as we intercede on behalf of all those that are in bondage to depression to suicidal thoughts, to shame, to things that maybe they've seen or gone through. And Lord, they're listening right now. Father, in Jesus' powerful name, send comfort, strength, and hope into the hearts of every person that is listening. Jesus, you are greater than what we're going through. And truly, there may be sorrow in a night and tears may fall and brokenness may be overbearing, but joy comes in the morning. And so, Father, I ask that joy would come into the hearts of your people, your sons and your daughters. Jesus, I pray that you would lift the sorrow, the shame, the guilt, the depression, the sadness, the thoughts. And I pray, Jesus, that you would fill them with you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, that was a good one. Just a reminder, this is our last episode. We're going to have a very Merry Christmas. And we will back, be back in the new year, 2024, January 2nd. Amen. Until then. We are just kicking, kicking it with Jesus. Jesus. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.